everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast episode 294 for the week of February 1st, 2014. Happy February, everybody. Woo! Yay. Yay. You know what that means? It's it's almost Groundhog Day. Yay. Yay. That means tomorrow is both Super Bowl Sunday and gr- annual Groundhog Day viewing ceremony. Yay. I'm joined by my beautiful wife who tolerates me, Anna Marie Privetier. <laughs> Good morning. And the dude on the coast with the plan, Mr. Manuel Marino. MacGyver does not, in fact, live in the Griffith Park Observatory. <gasps> I just want to set that straight. Scandal. We've, we've discovered that MacGyver, the TV show, is not full of facts. <sighs> How's everybody doing this week? I'm good. So, so Chris, how yeah. about that Super Bowl? You excited? Oh, oh yeah. I want to see Seattle win. And then way Michael will be happy. Oh, then maybe Seattle's he'll show playing? up for a podcast again. Yeah, Seattle. And I literally Denver. had no, don't even wow. tell me who the other team is. I don't want to know. But I mm-hmm. literally did not know that part. Too late. He knows now. I know. But that's funny, though. I had no idea Seattle was playing and I'm, someone else is playing. And that's cool. I wish whoever else is playing and the current person you told me who's playing much luck. Okay. Good for good good for them. I'm sure they'll appreciate your goodwill. <laughs> Manny's going to skip the uh Super Bowl and go look for rocks on Mars. No, I'm gonna learn about Neptune and cosmic scale. <laughs> and trains. Your mama's so fat she need a cosmic scale. Yeah, I went there. If your mama were a planet, we'd classify her as a gas giant. Oh, <laughs> man, he's good at this. <laughs> Come from the land of mama jokes. All right. Which I don't know where that land Let is. Guess, what is, it? is this from? The, are we pulling from the book 101 NASA jokes about your mama? <laughs> I don't know. Um, Let's see. Oh. Hey, let's talk about what we've been playing. I'm going to start. I beat Van Helsing on Heroic this week. Yay. And I fully recommend that as a good Diablo clone that you should play and enjoy getting lots of loot in. Um, I have also been playing Van Helsing, and I would say that I like Diablo 3 better, if only because the multiplayer support is a million times better. So Van Helsing's cool in that it takes the uh, Diablo style and kind of changes things a little bit by default not giving you a class selection you're just van helsing and he has like melee attacks and magic attacks (laughs) which tree you want to go down and the further you go down each tree it kind of enhances that tree a little bit further and uh, then there are a bunch of uh, skills and auras you can put on as well uh, passive buffs or or one-time use things that don't really fall into attacks like a teleport or a boost your critical damage for a short time stuff like that and uh yeah but we also got the expansion content which opens up two more classes so we can make um thaumaturges which is a all magic class and arcane mechanic which i haven't played so i don't really understand how it works yet um and uh some of the differences here with Van Helsing. Van Helsing kind of stands out in it's set in on Earth, um, in a country somewhere in old Europe called Borgovia, 
which I don't believe is a real country. No. And uh, it, it's it's using Van Helsing, which is the hunter from uh, from the Dracula novels. And he uh, he's going there, and he's got his trusty ghost companion, Catherine, who apparently his father saved, and she's been bound to service to the Van Helsing family, so she's stuck with him. Uh, and she sits around, and she's basically your loot um, pack mule. She'll collect all your loot, she'll fight for you, or give you stat bonuses, depending on how you spec her. And she'll return to town and sell stuff for you. Uh, and so that, that adds uh, a little element of pet management to the game. And it also, she also um, basically is your comedic foil. So she'll comment and make fun of you while you're doing all your quests and stuff throughout the game. And I, I like the writing in this game. I don't know about you, Anna. Yeah, no, the story's really good. Yeah, so the story's funny, um, and it's a very basic story, so it's really just, the only good part about it is the way they write it as you're going through it. It's, you know, go stop the mad scientist, and by the time that you get to the mad scientist, it actually devolves into ridiculous cliches. It's very weird. Right, it's a a thing where it's not going to win best story, but it would definitely win best dialogue. Uh... Uh, no, I, I, I'm putting more in that kind of enjoyable to watch, but not going to win any awards category. <laughs> no, but I mean, you understand the distinction that I'm making. Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I I fully recommend it. I thought it was really fun to play. Um, I'm at the point now where I could keep grinding endgame. They've got a bunch of postgame content that they've patched in there, high-level challenges, um, repeat the main story missions with high level that scales to whatever your level is. Um, there's dungeon defender type maps in the game, <laughs> which seem way out of place, and I don't really enjoy playing them. There's um, a tower defense game in yeah. my Diablo clone. Yeah, but they're there, <laughs> and I don't know that I'm going to do any of that stuff. Um, I might play it again, though, because it, it is really just fun to play, and I would enjoy leveling a different class. Well, and we need to finish our game. But yeah, I did it on Heroic. I think Heroic might be a bit hard to be enjoyable but i had fun just trying to do a difficult run through i did a lot of um i don't know what would you call this credit credit feeding in the arcade context but it lets you kind of revive at the loss of gold so i would spend all my gold and then go out and if i die just revive wherever i was because i had no gold for it to penalize me so (laughs) (laughs) i got through heroic like that and uh yeah followed a guide that turned out was like six months outdated because they've patched it so that it uh, wasn't as good anymore so the build i was going after kind of had some issues now so I try to customize it and make do the best I can. I had fun doing that. But I think uh, I think doing it on normal so that you feel super overpowered might be the way to go with a game like this. I I still stand by the fact that I think a Diablo game shouldn't have selectable difficulty levels. I don't like the way it feels when you have this, the difficulty slider in Torchlight. I don't like the way it feels in Van Helsing. I think it's better to just level against the content and have the content get harder as you get higher level. I just... I know that's the way Diablo does it, and that's my first way, so maybe I'm biased, but I just feel that that feels better so that everyone's got kind of a level playing field, and their builds are all relevant on the same aspect, and they are grinding against the same hard enemies, and so when you get that, that big big item, it means the same thing to you as it means to someone else, whereas with the difficulty slider, it's, I don't know, it just trivializes things if you're uneasy, and it makes them way awkwardly hard if they're unhard. I don't know, it's... I guess it's just a subjective thing, but I don't like the way that it feels, but that's just me. So, uh, Van Helsing. Anything else you want to add, Anna? Um, 
yeah, I just, I'm disappointed with the multiplayer support because if you're playing multiplayer, you don't get any of the tutorials. So we actually kind of fumbled through the first like five hours, not knowing what the heck we were doing. It sounds like you're supposed to um, play the game solo first and then play with other people. Right. You don't even get cut scenes in a multiplayer game. <laughs> you unless do... you unless you convert a single player game into a multiplayer game mid play session, but then only the the player player hosting it sees the cutscenes. Well, I would see some of them, but the problem is, is a lot of times they well, would none crash of the animated me. ones, though, right? Right. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Uh, there's only three of them, so I guess it's not a big deal. But... Oh well. Alright, uh, I've also been playing some Legend of Grimrock. Put a few hours into that last night, trying to grind through that. That game's a lot longer than I thought. So I don't know if I'm going to finish that. But I had fun playing it last night and, and continuing to grind through the dungeon. I'm starting to get a feel for how to power up my characters. But I have a lot of levels to gain. And, uh, yeah. I'm trying to figure out with Legend of Grimrock. Uh, so first-person dungeon crawl, right? And uh, real-time combat. So it's not turn-based. When you find an enemy, if you just stand there not doing anything, they're just going to hit you until you die. Um, there are save points where you can resurrect your characters and uh, get full heals. I mean, they're essentially save crystals. When you click on them, you even auto-save. <clears throat> so you can kind of you can kind of manipulate the game that way by, you know, camping close to those things and starting your quests off there, which, you know, it's meant to. But what I feel is awkward is um, it seems like a lot of the stuff that you really need to get your characters properly equipped um, is... is all locked in secrets and it's hard to find all the secrets and very easy to miss one secret. They'll have something really useful to your character. And so I don't know if I like that structure. I went ahead and looked at a guide for the, all the levels I had already completed and noticed I had missed a third of the secrets on each level. And so I went back and got on that stuff and was like, Oh, I feel a lot better about delving further into the dungeon, except I also don't feel that great about searching for secrets in this game. So it's weird because it feels really good when you find a secret because you feel like the smartest dude in the, on, the, on the planet, but you also feel like you have to find the secrets in order to make progress in the game, and that's the part I don't like. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little questionable about Legend of Grimrock's balance right now, but uh, I, might, I might dabble into it now and then. Um, and I don't know what I'm going to play next now that I've finished Van Helsing. i got to figure that out. Um, maybe, uh, maybe Blackguards. Manny, what you been playing? Oh, I'm playing Bad Piggies. Bad Piggies. Okay. No, I'm, I mean, I'm literally playing it right now because you guys talked for a long time. Okay. <laughs> well, isn't that what we're supposed to do? Okay. <laughs> anyway, so did you know? So you remember that episode of Star Trek Voyager where the doctor got his mobile emitter? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sarah Silverman worked at the Griffith Park Observatory. Yes. It was also in an episode of Quantum Leap. Remington Steel. Remember, that was the one before he became James Bond. What's his name? Pierce Brosnan. It was also an episode of The Wonder Years. Recently, The Amazing Race started starting line for the second 22nd season. I think this means he didn't play anything. This oh, okay. I No, that's not what that means. I'm just telling you interesting fun facts about the Griffith Park Observatory. Oh, okay. And you never told me if you were having a Super Bowl party. Yeah, we're going to one tomorrow. We're going to one. We're not hosting. Oh, what do you guys do at a Super Bowl party? Just We watch the, the game. We watch the game and eat snacks. Do you like football, Anna? Yeah. 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 It that's like one of the nice things about living in the US now is it's way easier to get football. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, it's way easier to get NFL. 
I thought they were. I thought Chris was dragging you along. No. Cool. Chips and dip and beer and a game on a big screen. You're so American, Anna. Yep. Cool. Cool. Don't insult her by saying that. How <laughs> dare you, Chris? Are you still playing Skyrim, Manny? What is, what's a, you want to hear the report? Okay, so yeah, I walked I do. down here. I, really do. I discovered this stone. I How was your this report stone. With the I switched over to this star sign, and after I saw this star sign, a troll attacked me. Ah. And after the troll attacked, me. how many dragon uh, priest masks have you collected? <laughs> um, I have two. All right, or three, two or three. Progress yeah. is being made. Eh, I'm not really measuring progress by by dragon priest. You should ask me how complete my house is. How complete is your house? The completiest. The completiest. All right. The most important part. Yeah, pretty cool. I don't know if I'm going to do it again, though. It took so long. Sure, I have more money and more resources at my disposal, but it just took Why such a long time. Why do you have to do it time. again? No, I mean, a lot of people build all three houses in all three locations. Oh, okay. And then they outfit it with, because, you know, you can only have three expansions. I mean, you have a puzzle. Each wing has a possible, you can choose from three different expansions for each wing. So you can have either the armory or the kitchen or the library. You can only choose one of those. Okay. In that slot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have to make some hard choices. Well, most, so a lot of people do, like hardcore people, they'll build all three and it lets them choose all nine expansions just in different combinations for each house. Can you so warp between be the, the houses? Huh? Can you warp between the houses? Uh, there's a fast travel point in each place in oh, front okay. of each one. Yeah, because one of the things about the Dovahkiin hideout mod is that um, <laughs> you can enter it from like three different areas and they're all interconnected. So it's easy to go from one area to the other and to get to there from anywhere. So uh, since this is kind of replacing that mod in 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 function um, and I got to take all my stuff out. You can out. fast travel to the house? Say what? Is that what you're saying? Can you fast travel to the house? I'm saying can you go from one location to any of the other locations. Because the you, nice thing about the Dovahkiin mod is it's all interconnected. So you go to one and it's your house in all three places, essentially. And you can, um, you can, you have expansion room for all those things at the plate. You know, and it doesn't cost any money, right? So, so wait, wait. So you're asking me if, if I go into my Lakeview Manor house, can I, from my Lakeview Manor house, walk into the one in yeah. Rorikstead? Yeah. From inside of it? Yeah. See, the fact that I'm so confused by it I know. means it can't no, happen. No, it can't happen. That's okay. too bad. So I like having all my stuff in one place rather than have it spread out. But yeah, well, all right. Well, at that point, you can just decide this is the place where my wife and my kids live. And this is the place where my other wife and kids live. No, no, no. I think you only and get married once. Oh, okay. So it's not like Fable. All right. No, no, no. It's more <laughs> like this is the other place where all my trophies and my alchemy stuff is. Okay. I right. I really need to get back into that. Oh, it's so daunting, oh, though. On, I don't man. know if I'm going I, to. I can give you a list of five games right now that you, that you keep saying you need to get back to. Well, what about you? Why are you playing Skyrim, then? Because this is the game I need to get back This is the game I am need to get back to. I don't, right. Are you kidding me? I've needed to get to Skyrim for two years. Hey, I finished the game this week. No, I'm just saying, though, like, isn't... You haven't you have even finished uh, Shadowrun Returns. Yeah, that's and the expansion comes out like in a week I or know, two, right? I know, and I need to go through Banner Saga as well. You better hurry up and play that before Candy Crush destroys it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> better get on that. And you still have Knights of the Old Republic on your iPad. 
Yep. That, that's probably going to be a lower priority. <laughs> let's roll with Lights of the It's a classic. Yeah. Well, you should, well, you should play that one before Disney kills Aspire's license. <laughs> oh, man, that would suck. Well, they already killed uh, Dark Horse Comics license. I mean, they, they're already pulling everything in-house. After, I think after this year, once, uh, once Dark Horse finishes the Star Wars series, uh, I think they're, they lose the light. They're not going to publish any more Star Wars comics. It goes to Marvel. Whoa. That's weird because Dark Horse has been doing that forever. Yep. But like, that's what I'm talking about. They're pulling everything in-house now that Disney owns it. Which I mean, why funny would Disney... Because one of, the, one of the things that Disney said is when they shut down LucasArts is they were... Um, pu- pushing everything out to be licensed. Well, I guess that's the funny thing, though. I guess, I just, I guess they meant just the games, right? Let EA do it. We have a good relationship with them. <laughs> There's we... more than EA doing games for them right now. No, not for Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, who? How about Tiny Death? Star? No, that's not a game. Um, I have a client who's working on a Star Wars game. Okay. So wait, what about, is it the big stuff that they get? Is it just EA gets the big stuff? I guess. I don't then, have a strong comment on that. All right. But I, that <laughs> makes me wonder though, because Aspire, like you said, like Dark Horse has been doing the Star Wars thing forever. So Aspire originally ported um, Star Wars back like in 04 or something. And then they've been maintaining that on the Mac App Store and through their website. And then they finally ported it over here. And I'm guessing they don't have that that license in, like in perpetuity, right? They have to renew that every now and then. Of course. Then. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm wondering how long until I mean, well, Disney says when it to comes Aspire, time to make the Mac game, who are they going to have do it? Probably Aspire, even if EA publishes on the PC, you know? So I All right. Know. But I thought EA was doing a, like but remember Aspire also used to have the license to the Sims franchise. They did all the Mac ports for the Sims, and then EA said, "Yeah, we don't need you anymore. We do it ourselves now." Oh, then they're screwed. <laughs> it sucks for them. Yeah, if, if they, Aspire did all the early ones, and now they uh, they lost the license to that, and EA does it all on their own. Oh, well. So I'm guessing enjoy Star Wars on your iPad while you can, because it won't be f- too long before Disney says, okay, you no longer have this license. We're, it's ours now. You know what happened, to, uh, it happened recently with another RPG? Uh, on the Mac App Store and in the Aspire Store, they, were, they did Neverwinter Nights 2. And then I guess they lost the license from Wizards of the Coast. So what they did is they dropped the game down to a dollar like for like the week before they lost their license. Yeah. And then they pulled it off the store and they pulled off all their support for it. Oh. So a lot of people bought this new buggy game. And Why was it buggy? Because, because A, it was never Winter Nights and B, oh. it was a backport. <laughs> in the, in so. the chat room, they've decided Spider-Man's going to have lightsabers. Yoda will join the Avengers. Darth Thanos will be the new villain, and Tony Stark will be a Jedi. Hey, if they did a Doctor Who Star Trek crossover, why couldn't they do this? <laughs> You're right. Like, Star Wars Avengers. And that's what I hear that Marvel's turned into is nothing but Avengers crossovers. So, I do hope that doesn't happen. There's a lot of good classic Star Wars games. I know they're they're culling the expansion stuff, right? With the Dark Forces and all that stuff is getting cut out. Yeah, but I hope they don't remove that stuff from Steam. Or anything like that. I think that'd be some bad, some bad will. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, and then, and the nice thing is, as long as you've got your app downloaded onto your iTunes, you can still install the Star Wars game on your iPad. 
but you know the way that the it's the iOS is is always in such a state of flux that yeah. if it doesn't receive constant updates, the yeah. thing just breaks eventually. All I'm saying is, as soon as you hear that they're canceling it, well, maybe you should start playing it now, even if they pull it right then. But yeah, yeah, you have at least, you have at least one revision, until yeah, and then it you're done. Work the timer starts. It's like they cast doom on it. Anna Marie, yeah. what yes. have you been playing? Um, you been playing I've been playing a bunch of stuff. So we already talked about Van Helsing, and I'm still plugging away at Final Fantasy twelve. So I've been streaming that um, all week. And um, I've also been continuing with Miles Edsworth Ace Attorney Investigations. And I'm on the last case, so I think I will finish it this weekend. I've kind of been slacking on it this week. And then um, people may remember we had a conversation about Kairosoft games on the podcast last week. And so I played and finished Ninja Village. Um, I didn't quite unite the entire continent. So I think I may go back and play it again. And then I also started Sushi Spinnery, which is you have a sushi restaurant that has the conveyor belts in it. Is that the one with the microtransactions? No. Okay. That would be Dream Date or something like that. Yeah, I haven't oh, gotten it to pony, that yet. Pony era? Pony time? No. I'm playing the I'm playing the horse racing no one. There's no microtransactions there. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. Did you call Epic Pony Time? Epic Pony Time. <laughs> Sounds like a good name for a game, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I've kind of been playing boring stuff this week. So Ninja Village was really good. You actually do have a village of ninjas and you go try to take over the continent. And uh how long was the game, would you say? Ten hours? That's what, that's not bad. No. Ten to twelve. And Very it was actually called Kairosoft length. So was it one village you take you control, or is it like every time you conquer a new area you get a new village? No, no. You well, you control one village. And every time you mm-hmm. conquer a new village, they come in under your um emperor's rule, so you can recruit them recruit their head person as a villager. But you don't control many villages, no. So wait, but you're not the I thought you were the Shogun. No. Oh, I'm sad now. Sorry. All right, cool. So it was fun. And the little animals, you get animals and they change up how you play the game. Yes. So you can get like crows and they help your melee and you can get horses and then you can have cavalry. You get um, bears. You had like bears. Yeah. yeah, I had bears and frogs and um, yeah, I had some really good animals going. So yeah, so it was fun. I want one thing I want to know is uh, how's the actual combat? Because this is one of the few Kairosoft games where you actually do more than just manage a village. Um, there's combat like this in quite a number of the Kairosoft games, and yeah, it's From modeled off of um, Astro Story or something. Um, no, no, it's not based off that. of Astro it's, Story. There's a dungeon village, I believe it's called. Yeah, and the combat is modeled off of that, and it's good. It's solid. Really? Because everything I've been reading from all these other app review sites is like, oh, it's basically just a skin on Astro Story. Um, no, it's closer to a skin on Dungeon Story. Have they ever played a Kairosoft game before? You know what? When it comes They're to all the <laughs> of each other. Yeah. I mean, all of the games are very, very closely interrelated yeah. with each other. You know, the funny thing is, though, is I, that's a problem I have with a lot of the dedicated app review sites is they have such bizarre frames of reference for so many things that I feel like 
<laughs> it's like talking about video games with your grandma. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, these games these... are all clones of each other. It's like, yeah, yeah, you're on the app store. But it doesn't mean that they're bad or that they're not. <laughs> no, no, no not even that though. Not even merit. that they're clones. It's just they have these weird frames of reference where they're they, like they get ex- they get excited for like what what basically amounts to like a. A browser-based flash game. They get excited or for whatever they get codes for free items for. <laughs> but like some of them, they say like, "Oh, this game is ridiculous. It's so hard. Who would ever want to play a turn-based game?" I give XCOM <laughs> one star. Out of- I'm like, "What are you no, talking about? Are you for real?" Yeah. Ah! I saw a few reviews like that. They gave X. Wow. But that's it's like the most bizarre. Are you sure that's not reference. link bait? No, it, wow. it's not. Oh, I see how this is like Epic Astro Story, except it has three lanes. Yes. Does Epic Astro Story have three lanes? Um, it may. No, but Dungeonville, but Dungeon, Dungeon Village, Village did. did. Yeah. So the combat is actually divided into two different styles of combat. The first one is army combat, and you basically have to train troops 20 at a time between um, infantry, archers, um, gunmen, and cavalry. And... Um, the further down that chain you are, the more expensive. So infantry is cheap. Um, cavalry is expensive. So that's your army combat. And then you also have points where you have um, an uprising, a revolt. And when there's a revolt, you can only send in your generals from your town. So it doesn't matter how many troops you have. It depends on how skilled your generals are and what their equipment is and what level they are. And so you have two different ways of approaching combat. Cool. Yep. Oh, back on the iOS for weird frames of reference thing. Yeah. We're clear. Um, I think one site, which was in particularly, I don't want, well, I'll just say I more was had some confusing stuff recently where like one article is like, the Mac App Store is the best and worst thing to ever happen to Mac gaming and how the App Store single-handedly saved the Mac gaming and made it like a viable thing again. And unfortunately, it's so close and restricted. It's strangling develop. I'm like, I, I'm like, what are you talking about? Steam is what saved Mac gaming <laughs> and the Humble Bundle. And another article is like uh, the top 10 RPGs for the year, 2012. And like seven of the games on the list were not RPGs. <laughs> Seriously, I'm not even. I want to find this list. What, what was okay? This? Where was this? I'm more. Yeah, I'm more. Uh, uh, best RPGs or something like that. Google that of 2012, not 2013. Oh yes, 2013. You're right. Let's see. I'm more editor's choice. Best of 2013 awards. Yeah, yeah. I think that. All right. Let's see. Oh, I want to find this. Oh, but the best part is that people call them out in the comments, and they go like. Dude, most of these aren't RPGs, and he says, and he goes, he goes into that spiel where it's like, oh, like when you hear this, you go, oh my god, oh, please don't. It's like, well, what's an RPG really? It's such a hard and nebulous genre to define. I mean, in any game, you're playing a role, aren't you? So I just picked the games that I felt best suited. Best like, iPad RPGs by Simon Sage. Uh, that might be it, might not be it. The first one is Arcane Legends. I've never heard of this. Second, Baldur's Gate Enhanced Edition, followed by Bastion. And then Lone Wolf. What? Okay. I didn't hear about that. Then Oceanhorn. This is actually, this is looking like they're all RPGs, so this must not be it. Oh, he's got Sorcery on there. Nice. Then Sword and Sorcery. 
Walking Dead the game. Well, I don't know about that, but all right. Well, anyway. Is this... Uh, here, let me read this explanation. Tell me if this... Classification for a lot of these roundups has been tricky territory, and I'm trying to set my definition early on in the article. In this game, there are games whose main focal point is the storyline. Strictly speaking, just about every game out there is about playing a role of some kind, so it's a hard genre to nail down. XP bars, leveling up, and inventories aren't enough to really set it apart anymore. Out of curiosity, of everything up there, which ones do you consider RPGs? How do you define an RPG? It was something more defensive in another list I read. Okay, so this... Yeah, because this seems pretty reasonable so the site must have more than one you'll have to link it to me all right i'll talk about it later there's actually a couple games i'm gonna go look up on this one (laughs) no i don't mean to call them out in particular but it just sort of reminded me of this how things get a little just weird on some of these like like the fact that they're even having that conversation how about the fact how about this here's a good rule of thumb does the developer itself call it an rpg or not yeah um telltale doesn't call the walking dead an rpg (laughs) That's what I'm saying. The developer call call it whatever you want as long as it means you'll give them coverage. (laughs) There's your tip. I don't know. That's how that works. Uh, Not necessarily, but you're right. That's true (laughs) to some extent. It is, isn't it? Great great new racing game, The Walking Dead. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. It's got a racing section. If you You want us to call it a racing game and you'll give us coverage, it's it's a racing game. The traditional racing thing is more like we're racing against the clock and racing against zombies every game is like a race in that sense right i mean yeah <laughs> okay <sighs> is it time for the feedback now it is okay. we don't Let's have get, no feedback we do lie. dean jack writes in and says hey firstly hey. hello chris anna john etc he leaves you off sorry manny i hope <laughs> you all are doing well i have questions for you all have any of you been playing interested in the starbound beta nope nope i don't know what that is starbound is like minecraft in space Oh. <laughs> what are your opinions of the MMORPG Rift? Um, I played it when it first came out and it was good, but no one else I knew was playing it and that kind of killed my interest in it. Yeah, pretty much. And uh The problem with Rift when it came out was that it it was like wow, except it didn't have the 6 years of history. Well, so it, had it was some like things, it wasn't a yeah. bad uh, and I'm not saying they were they're identical in any way. It was just my impression was is it felt like wow. Yeah. I- and the problem was, is at that point, I'd already invested six years into WoW, and all my friends were playing WoW, and no one was interested in switching what are they, to What are they called? World quests or whatever? Um, the things you would just run up when the rifts opened? Yeah. I mean, that concept is that invaded is a bunch of other games. I'm glad Rift existed to get that started, yes. and now they all have it, and now I don't need Rift anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I don't hate the game. I'm ambivalent to it because, yeah, I just don't know no people playing it. Um, are you considering getting a Steam box? Nope. No. Manny? Yeah. I just downloaded Path of Exile. What are your opinions, tricks, tips, etc. for a newbie player? Go slow. Yeah. Go slow. Get all the loots and uh, don't stress out. I mean, because it's, it's a very difficult game. Well, is it that difficult? Yeah. Have you been playing? A little. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess it's a little bit harder than Diablo 3 to start. Mm-hmm. When is Lucifer coming back to the podcast? That was two weeks ago, and he won't be coming back again anytime soon. Do any of you enjoy watching the show Sherlock? 
Uh, we do. We do. We watched the first two episodes. First we two like episodes. watching it so much that we keep saving it for later instead of catching up. Yes. <laughs> I do not like Sherlock. I'm going to put it oh, out there. Oh, no. Benedict Cumberbatch hater. Who cares? Ugh. Oh, I'm so over this whole Benedict Cumberbatch. It's like, it, it's like a bad joke where the entire punchline is just, remember when that punchline is that every joke was Pokemon? No. Wait, what? When was that? Everything. When, when no. Bill Cosby was saying Pokemon, all you had to say was Pokemon or the internet. I don't think Bill Cosby said that. I thought that was like Family Guy or The Simpsons. <sighs> really, Chris? I thought go, so. Why don't you go right for iMore? All right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like the website a lot. I read it all the time. Oh, okay. That's why I feel it. I can give it grief sometimes. All right. I legitimately do like iMore, though. Anyway. But not Sherlock. No. <laughs> No, I no, I just I meant like this whole nerd uh, wed like collective orgasm for Benedict Cumberbatch every five seconds. Oh, it's All not because of is, him. I think he's a good actor in the show, but it's the show. I like the show. No, uh, no, I'm talking about like in general too, Chris. Okay, you have no idea how much. But yeah, I don't really like uh, what's it called, uh, Sherlock. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> what are your favorite game developers? You can only pick one. You know what? I don't like Luther either. Favorite game developers? I think I just don't like a lot of BBC shows because oh, I think the thing I'm figuring out is that what the is BBC Luther? is much I'm not is sure much in the same. I have a favorite developer. I mostly have favorite localizers. I don't. I'm reading the summary of Luther on Wikipedia. I don't think I care. It's a crime. Uh, whatever. You know what it is though? It's just I, is I'm True Detective any good? Have you seen <sighs> that yet? I don't know. I don't guys, know. I've heard guys, some. game developer, game favorite? developer. Um. Oh. Video games, video games. Video games. Uh, I'm going to say Atlas because it's the closest that I can think of that uh, isn't a clear bias. I'll just, uh, I'll tell you right now. Rockstar, Bethesda. No, one. You can no, only pick one. No, one. You can only pick one. I don't have to do anything. Rockstar, Bethesda, and uh, <laughs> what's the third? Chris, you have to pick EA. Uh, no, I don't. They're not fine. <laughs> But I'm, you're the minister of fineness. Oh, I want to pick Blizzard, but I feel so dirty mainstream doing that. No, no, that's fine. Uh, I should pick someone else. P.S. I don't if any trust of you say EA, then I'm anymore. not going to listen to the podcast anymore. Maybe oh, yeah, Blizzard. Do. I do like Blizzard. Okay, you're going to go with Blizzard? No, I'm going with Rockstar, Bethesda. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If any of you see EA, I'm not going to listen to the podcast anymore. Kind regards. EFAQs reviewer, and I've reviewed some indie RPGs that RP Gamer hasn't touched yet. EFAQs? What's EFAQs? I don't know. Was Game FAQs not enough? Now we have EFAQs? I don't see that site show showing up. EventFAQs.com. Let's see. Hmm. All right, whatever. Maybe my paste worked wrong. Hi, RPG Cast. Hello. Jason, I really enjoyed the talk of the Wii U and Nintendo in the last episode. I thought I'd just add an amp- this is a couple episodes ago. I thought I'd just add that an observation opinion that I have, and that is, why is it that Nintendo didn't take all that money they made on the Wii and reinvest it into development for the Wii U? I mean, I read all over the web that Nintendo sold every single Wii to profit from day one, and without selling all of its competition in the last gen, what they should have done is take some of that money and create a system that could actually compete with Sony and Microsoft, and two, if they did not do number one, at least use the money to buy up development houses that can pump out unique games that you can only play in a Nintendo system. This is, in essence, what Sony did for the PS3 at the first half of the last generation. If you have competent development studios pumping out quality first-party games, you can weather the drought of third-party exclusive titles on your system. 
Am I totally off base here? I think Nintendo has largely done the opposite. They have not invested in development, and their first-party titles just trickle out. It's very frustrating for a dom- dormant fan of Nintendo. I plan the purchase of Wii U when X by Monolith Soft comes out. As always, great show, I, and I hope to see Chris and Ann at MGC this year if you're going. I will um, say this. It is very easy to play Armchair Quarterback or what a company should have done in hindsight two years later. Well, well I don't think that I they didn't... this idea that they didn't reinvest into the development. They did. They just chose to go with an inexpensive system. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, it's not like it cost them a lot more development money to make a more high powered system. They, they, they had the option to use those components and sell a bigger box and they chose, let's do something that's like the Wii U and small and goes in the living room. I think they, they probably listened to too many. They probably spent too much money on focus groups. <laughs> well, you know, I will say this, this though, is like, let's not pretend that it was, that it was cheap past. developing the Wii U because that still took them years of time and development and there's ton i bet you anything there's a there's a hundred prototypes in that lab that oh, we're yeah. never gonna see that do tons of different things and they said this is the direction of the company we want yeah we know they do tons of prototypes and have tons yeah, of they, ideas yeah nintendo spends a lot of money in r&d it's just do you expect them to spend like several billion on I, r&d I don't, I don't think it's an issue of what they're investing money in i think it's just bad decisions made by their management yeah but as um, always, hindsight is really twenty twenty. You're so. right. It, it's it's very easy. Yeah, for it's us to easy to say, say those decisions were bad now, and could we say that for sure then? No, because of how much of a weird success the Wii was. We didn't know yeah, they, for sure I, if it would happen again because we didn't we, think it would said, happen the first time. People said the exact same thing. They should have made a console that competes with the PS3 and the Xbox Series. Instead, they're using all the technology in the Wii, and guess what? It worked, and it hit like gangbusters. And then it failed like every other Nintendo console in the area of but, third parties. Um, that's not true. There was actually a really good article on, oh, I think it was IGN, and I hate saying that. There was a really good article about attach rate and how many consoles sold and stuff. Because the impression that we always get is that there's all these people that buy the Wii U and play Wii Sports with it and nothing else. But the and attach then they get rate, games. but the attach rate for the Wii is higher than the GameCube. Okay, so it's that's not saying a lot, Anna. Um, it was almost as high as the Super Nintendo. Okay, and it was higher than the N sixty four and the Nintendo. But I think attach rate means more now than it did in the Super Nintendo era. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's not my point. My point is, is that there's all these detractors that say that people bought the Wii and didn't buy a single game for it, and that's not true. You're right. They bought two games. What is the attach rate number? Did they come up with something? Yeah, like seven or eight. Seven! Nice. Well, apparently they but weren't buying average, a lot of third-party wait, titles. That's <laughs> averaged out, though, right? So of if, course like, somebody it is. bought a lot. Well, I mean, attach rate numbers always are. So, I wonder... <sighs> but I mean, yeah, people talk about the success of some of the older Nintendo systems, and it's like, the Nintendo and the Super Nintendo did way better than the Wii did, blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, actually, it didn't. No, from what I, I think I was listening to like another podcast talking about how this one sold worse than that one, and 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 then the Wii happened. Yes. And now we're back to the Wii U, which is gonna. And then this one sold worse than that one. Which is gonna sell less than the Wii, obviously. I think the the test of Nintendo's viability is gonna be in five years. Well, we'll get into what they're going to try to do to clean it up later. So yes. first off, I got a voicemail Wait, we need I to play. Read, I want to read. I want to read this. So we get right, a we got... 
we get like a what what do you call this this is a google voice transcription yes so we get a transcription of the call so this is the transcription hey rpg pass this is true color couple of things for john your war if you had a scrunch you'll we can touch google robot wars augies the inspector or and i'm and i'm a series called straight robot total in a man sounds like both of them would be up the file later Oh, I, I, this is totally for John. You're worth a vote. Super Robot Wars, an anime series. In That's this right. <laughs> That's right. You are right. So here you we go. Right. Hey, RPG cast. This is Draconis. A couple of things for John Yearworth. If he has Crunchyroll, he can catch Super Robot Wars, OG, The Inspector, or a anime series called Straight Total Robot Anime. Sounds like both of them would be up his style. Later. So he really did say up his style, which is a new phrase I'm not familiar with. But thank you, Draconis. All right. I wonder, a lot of these, that's the problem, though, is like you'd think it'd be so easy for a lot of people to just go to Crunchyroll, but you'd think, you know, Canada's right there. You'd think they have access to all the stuff we have on Netflix or Amazon. Yeah, can you even go to Crunchyroll in the UK? I don't even know. That's what but even if he can, there's no guarantee that it's even going to be yeah, there right. or you're right. the same options. Yep, good point. Uh, right. Licensing's a pain, I know. It's a All pain, right. it's a pain. Next you guys up... ever told me why you like, uh, what's his name, uh, what's it called? Sherlock. Why is it Why is it such a fresh take on the... I never doc- said it was a fresh take. Oh, was it an interesting take? Huh. I don't know, just watch it, it's well written. <laughs> Oh, I'm not also, thinking about Sherlock anymore. Uh, what, what? Batch plays a really good deadpan. Um, yeah, basically... And I think it's the chemistry between the completely um, deadpan and eloquent Sherlock versus the, you know, all over the place, unrefined and slightly mad Watson. Yeah, you got the Hobbit playing Watson. What You know, that's a good combination. <laughs> um, I don't know. All right. I'm, I'm not feeling very eloquent about Sherlock today. Um, I feel like I have right, to ask you about some football. Should I ask you about some football? No, we've got Whoop. a segment that uh, Legendary Zoltan sent in, and it's a redo. Oh. He's redoing some of his old RPG playing ass segments. So here is a redo of segment number one. And the only reason I'm playing it is because uh, it's it's like different content, same concept. You'll understand when you hear it. Hello, my name is the legendary Zoltan. Zoltan! And I'm here today to tell you how to pronounce some words from RPGs correctly that you have probably been messing up your whole life. You mean like Chicago? Yes, like that. So, let's get started. The word for your first lesson is... Mana. Don't you mean mana? No, it's not pronounced mana. I promise you that it's pronounced mana. But we just recently played Tales of Exilia and they pronounced it mana. Yeah, the Tales of Exilia characters don't know what the hell they're talking about. And it's such a shame because they actually pronounced it correctly in Tales of Symphonia Dawn of the New World. The word mana basically means divine power. It originates from various Pacific Island languages, according to Wikipedia. And according to Dictionary.com, it first came from Polynesia. Yeah, but Zoltan, who are you going to trust? Wikipedia or 8-4-Play? I'm going to trust Wikipedia because there is a connection between them and mana. Whoa, whoa. 
Are you saying that Wikipedia is divine? Zoltan, have you ever wondered why it's called Wikipedia? Well, Pedia obviously refers to an encyclopedia, and Wiki stands for We Inconvenience Kingdom Hearts Illustrators. What the? No. Wiki is also a word from a Pacific Island language, specifically Hawaiian, and it means fast. In other words, it is a fast encyclopedia. So is there a Hawaiian word for speed that depends on how fast your internet connection is? So to answer your question, I'm going to trust Wikipedia. Sorry, 8-4-Play. Good job on localizing Tales of Exilia, though. The best line in that game is... Bazongas are the burning fire at the heart of manhood. I'm not even sure I know what we're talking about. Then you will never know Bazongas. That brings us to the end of your first lesson. You got three for one. It's Mana, Wikipedia, and Tales of Exilia. Yoked out Bazongas. Leave it up to me, the legendary Zoltan, to culture. Your RPG playing ass. There you go. Thank you, Zoltan. You know, the funny thing is, I think what? as I get older and I meet more people from all over the, co- the country and I learn the way we all say different things that I take for granted. I could care less. You could care less anymore. <laughs> I could care less. I understand what you I know what you mean. You know, I was playing I was talking to a bunch of people from the East Coast and from Canada and they say Hearth Hearthstone. Uh, what was it? Yeah. Hearthstone. Hearthstone. I don't Yeah, like Hearthstone. Yeah. Hearthstone. And you know what? Who cares? I know what they're talking about. It's like people yell at me when I say Pari. When you say what? Pari. What's it supposed to be? You guys say Perry. <laughs> I can hardly hear you though, honestly. Pari, uh, as in knock aside a sword with another sword. Try it again, Anna. I'm boosting your volume. Pari, there as opposed go. to Perry. There you go. Oh, I thought you were saying Kari is like Kari Woher. <laughs> no. Who's that? Nobody can understand know. you, Anna, period. That's the problem. I have to boost your mic. You can't say the words right. Oh. No, hey. I, I think... I think with a word like that, though, I, it's, I, I can maybe get understand because then I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Pari. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I think you're like saying, oh, Pari, I love Paris. <laughs> <laughs> you're just being, oh, Anna, you're just being French again. Oh. Uh, can we but jump into the news? As long as I understand what you're news. saying, I don't nope, care nope, if you say nope. money or money. First off, if you'd like to send a segment like Zoltan did, you just email to podcast at rpgamer.com or uh, post a link to it in an email to podcast at rpgamer.com. We'll take your voicemails via 608-729-4098. That's 608-729-4098. And your emails at podcast at rpgamer.com. We'll read them right here on the show. And, of course, you can leave show feedback at board.rpgamer.com. Let's jump into the news. What's our breaking news, Anna? We have a review for a Bravely Default Flying Fairy. Hooray! That's news? We gave it four out of five. Yay! That feels low. Okay. No, it doesn't. <laughs> From the demo, I, I think that seems like a reasonable outcome for that game. Okay. So, breaking news. All done. Breaking news, the de- the doneness. All right, Demon Gaze gets some fancy goods. We got a story up about, about NIS America. They're bringing a Vita-exclusive title. It's a dungeon crawler. It's coming to North America and Europe on April 22nd. So, 22nd for North America, 25th for Europe. It's coming with a limited edition... Um, version as well that comes with a CD and an art book that you can get on the NIS America website for more monies. Uh, let's see. Yeah. No, I'm not going to do that. Nope. Nope. No interest. Demon Gaze. I got to see if I want to play the game though. Hmm. Oh, Dungeon Crawler. Oh, this way. Time your characters are on the right side. So looks like a Vita version of Etrian Odyssey, which that could be good. 
Any interest, Anna? Maybe. Maybe. Let's get a free copy somehow. <laughs> All right. Let's see. We talked last week. PlayStation 4 version of Final Fantasy XIV has a, a date of April 22nd. Um, if you pre-order the game, you get in on April 11th. And the pre pre the the release of the PS4 version will be preceded by a beta test to all PS4 owners beginning on February 22nd. Ooh, that's good news. PS3 owners will be able to upgrade for free on April 11th, but will not be able to switch back to the PS3 version afterwards. Ooh, that's okay with me. Okay, I have a PS4. Why yep. would I want to switch back? Okay. <laughs> As with the PC and PS3 releases, the PS4 version will also receive a collector's edition and has the same items as the other versions for the Realm Reborn collector's editions. So the box, the artwork, um, the Seventh Up Royal movie disc. See how the world blew up. Um, soundtrack, art card set, themed security token, a fat chocobo mount. What? Fat chocobo mount? Chris, I didn't know there was a fat chocobo, chocobo mount. Chris Chocobo. Get There's right. a fat chocobo mount. I didn't know that. I want that. Chocobo. I need to go buy this, even though I don't Chocobo. need it. Oh, wait. If we chaka, buy chaka, this, chaka. we can get it on your account too, Anna, right? Hmm? Or did I already do that? I don't remember anymore. Hmm. Did we ever tag your account for 14? I have no idea. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Anna. <laughs> You never gave me your password to do it, I think, is what happened. And <laughs> we, we missed the sale. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. D- are you asking if we bought Final Fantasy fourteen PS3 on my yes. PSN account? Yes, we did. Because we did. Okay. Um, I had money left over and we weren't going to use it for anything else. And I can't change its region. Okay, good. So we've got you tagged then. Yes. Good for us. Monster Hunter 4 is coming to the West. Yay! Yay. In early yay a lot. In early You've watched, 2015. You watched a lot of, oh, what's it called? Uh, Sesame Street growing up, didn't you? Oh, I don't know. It's coming to the West in 2015. You are such a Kermit. Elmo. Oh. This has nothing to do with right. Elmo. It's Noodle in our chat room. She says yay all the time. Yay! Ah! Every time you do that, though, I used to imagine your arms going up and just My shaking My arms did wildly. go up, actually. When I did they shake wildly? They did. They yes. did. Oh, see, you were such a Kermit! <laughs> you were a Muppet. Yay! And you buried a live Muppet. What's wrong with that? It's time to be excited. Monster Hunter 4 is coming out in the West. It's the ultimate version. Um, it's the equivalent of 4G in Japan. It'll be early 2015 when it comes out, so it's a long time from now. Uh, it'll be released on the 3DS. We don't know if we're going to get a U.S. release of the Circle Pad Pro. It doesn't matter to Chris because I've already got it. And, uh, yeah, so there we go. Why would they announce it a year in advance? Um, I don't know. I think because so it's already been out for like a year. It? It's been out for a while, and people have been wanting some news on it. So I think it's probably more to you. satisfy people. All right, so all right. It's coming. Rather I than, asked. You gave me an answer. It's an answer. I'm probably not the best answer. This weekend, if you have a 3DS, open it up and download The Legend of Zelda, A Link Between Worlds. No. Well, do that, too, if you don't have the game. But you'll get a free copy if you go onto the eShop with your 3DS, regardless of your Link Between Worlds status. You can get a free copy of Four Swords Swords Anniversary Edition. So, uh, yeah. Until February 2nd, midnight. Midnight Pacific Time. No. No, they mean midnight on the 3rd. So, like, the end of Sunday, don't they? Yeah. That's misstated here. Uh, Four Swords Anniversary Edition is a standalone version of the multiplayer-focused game mode that was initially included in the GBA release of A Link to the Past. So there you go. And for free Four Swords, anyone going to get it? 
I have it already. Yeah, we already have it. <laughs> we never play it. Uh, okay, Square Enix did something cool this week. The first time in a long time. <laughs> they released a a plot summary of Final Fantasy 13 and 13-2 done in the art style and with retro-sounding music of Final Fantasy VI. They actually pulled a bunch of effects from Final Fantasy VI as well. They like did. the lightning and stuff like they that. They did. This is actually an excellent summary. It skips a lot of the boring parts of the game. My favorite part is when it gets to Grand Pulse, and the next <laughs> the next screen is them fighting the last boss in the game, because that's really how the game goes. It's like, you're a Grand Pulse now. There's a bunch of stuff that doesn't matter, or you can go finish the game. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's cool to watch. Um, obviously, full of spoilers for those two games if you haven't finished them. Um, especially I got to 13, watch about two. two minutes before I had to shut it off. Yeah. Because I'm not done 13 yet. Yeah. But it's really cool. You should go watch it. Uh, Come on. You, Chris. Wait, wait. We're, who are we waiting for, for to finish 13 again? Anna? Anna needs to finish 13. I need to finish 13 too. Yep. Okay. And then we're going to have a spoiler cast finally? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> have you finished 13? I'm never going to finish you 13. Yeah, you don't even care. Games. Yeah. All right. The Minds at Axis have revealed a new title called Mind Zero. Uh, Aha, I like what you did there. Uh, <laughs> I didn't uh, you blame Alex. Alex did um, So this is a Persona clone. Oh, okay. So it's a Persona 3-4 clone. So you're a high school kid and you have um, both social expectations and dungeon crawling. Are there any screenshots of this out there? There's a video on yep. our site. Oh, There's cool. I'm going to go right now. Yeah, I'm going to watch this and tell you what I right think now. about it live. Yes. So they've got character intros that, yeah, looks like Persona with a different art style. Uh-huh. Does Axis have the budget or the creativity? I don't know. Well, Axis just... isn't funding it. Who is? Uh, who um, made it in Japan? Axis I... is a localizer. They yeah. don't make games. Yeah, they do. They're making um, the one that I forget about. Oh, remember right. they did the... Oh, yeah, that <laughs> game. You're right. What was I thinking? No, do you remember is, uh, they, they only have a CG trailer that looks a little junky? So I'm watching it right now. It looks like PS uh, Persona 3 level of quality. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um, this game, actually, I want to say came out se- several years ago. No. I want to say it's not new. On the Vita? It came out several years ago? I no. want to say... I want to say it's not new. Okay. I want to say it might have been close to a launch title. Alright. Mind Zero. Yeah, they're going for Persona hard on Real, this one. No, it was first of all, it's developed by Acquire, not Axis, because again, Acquire's they make games. It's coming out Axis August. is totally funding a game. I'm telling you they're helping make a game right now. Oh, so apparently I'm completely and utterly wrong. It yeah. was released in Japan six months ago. Yeah, it was released in August in Japan. And My it's bad. Acquire. Yeah. So there we go. And as Manny watches YouTube videos, his Skype connection quality goes. This game looks like. If you want to see a bunch of listing of games that don't look like Jump, the the best of 2013 RP Gamer Awards are out, so you can go read them on our site right now. And remember, biggest letdown doesn't mean bad game. It just means disappointment. That's why we should call it this. Well, I don't know. 
There's probably nothing tomato, you can call tomato. it. Tomato, tomato. Should we should make sure there's an intro paragraph that explains that is what we should do. You know, it's weird. I I should have expected this sooner. I'm not. I should. So I, I should be less surprised than I am that there's this blatant persona clone. Oh, are you still on that? We're talking about rewards oh, now, man. We're talking about oh, the awards. No. I, I I told them I would watch this and give them feedback live. Okay. I don't, what's up with the first person dungeon crawling? You know what, Persona man? It's like you're years. it's like you're in the Twitch chat room. You're on that twenty second delay of Twitch. Yeah, it's not twenty <laughs> seconds anymore. Is the problem? It's closer to forty five right now. No, it's twenty. No, they. I had to it. actually watch it. I had to watch it. Okay. <sighs> So yes, what was the biggest letdown of 2013? Uh, who cares? The Fire Emblem won the awards. Go read the whole list right now. And next weekend, there will not be a normal RPG cast. Uh, Anna and I are going down to Chicago to uh, spend a day in the town and catch the Alton Brown show that's happening there. Yay. And uh, the day after, on Sunday the 9th, we will be recording a Game of the Year episode. So we'll get a bunch of our reviewers and writers together and talk about Game of the Year in podcast form, and that'll be the episode for next week. All right? So now I've told you now, so please don't be concerned Saturday morning when there's no show. All right? And it's basically going to be a panel of people that are never actually on the RPG cast. Yeah, so it'll, it'll be, be fun. Different. It'll be very different. I like it. And no Lucifer. Don't worry. <laughs> I know people are still um, gun shy or whatever. All right. Uh, let's see demon gaze oh we already talked about that uh tales of fantasia already talked about that no we didn't oh we talked about it in the pre-show yeah tales of fantasia is now available on ios and a bunch of people aren't happy because it's in your face with in-app purchases like every time you die and probably rightly so and there is some rumor mongering that some of the encounters are more difficult to encourage you to spend manny you were talking about this um, just all the reviews are like, like what, how to destroy a, how to ruin a classic. Uh, there used to be like mid mission checkpoint, like mid dungeon checkpoints or something, or you could, it, was, it wasn't such a big deal to die now, but apparently when you die, you need to restart from your last save. And if it's a really long dungeon that can kick you all, it's like you lost maybe an hour of progress or whatever. Oh, lame. How much are they so, charging for this? A oh, dollar per resurrection, right? No, it's free to play with in-app purchases. So the only way they get money is by <laughs> monetizing your deaths. Yeah, I Great. mean, bear in mind that the, they say that you can play and enjoy and beat the entire game without spending a penny. Yeah, that's what but, they say. <laughs> but that's not like... Uh, it bothers me that we're acting like that's a virtue or something. Like, just... This game had a value. Just I'm yeah, pretty sure just, most people would have spent at least like $2 on it. Hey, guess what? It's a port of a console game. It probably controls like crap. Don't buy it anyway. Done. <laughs> and it's not out on Android, so oh. people are cranky. People are always cranky when they're Android owners. That's what being an Android owner are. It requires. Wow. <laughs> I'm cranky. I better buy an Android so I can play about not having S20. stuff. <laughs> oh, we we ended support of the S20 last year, but it hasn't even come out yet. Well, you know the timelines are short. So we have EverQuest next news. Yes, what is it? It's absolutely coming to PS4, and it's probably going to launch in 2015. So the PS4 version or the game? The game. Okay. So there is more news about EverQuest. Uh, let me find this here. Landmark, the alpha for Landmark has opened. And if you, they have three different levels of pre-order for Landmark. Landmark is the EverQuest next game that um, is about building 
Uh, it's a social world building game. So think Minecraft, but in the new EverQuest setting. And they're going to take the stuff you build and it'll make its way over to EverQuest. So you get to pay for the right to go in this game and build stuff for them. And then they'll take it and maybe it'll show up in the other game. I don't really know how it all works. I don't know why you want to do it, but it's like really fancy world building tools. So it's like they're charging people for the right to be mock um, asset designers, which is okay, whatever. Um, So do I get compensated for my time and hours of work? No, of course not. No. Um, If you want to pre-order the game, they do three levels. There's a $20 level that gets you into the beta like end of March. And then there's a $60 level and a $100 level that come with lots more bonuses for pre-ordering so early in advance and spending so much extra money. And you get to play right now because the alpha has opened. Of course, there will be a wipe. So it doesn't between like alpha, uh, closed beta, and open beta. But, you know, whatever. You can go check that out on the EverQuest Next website. I'm still trying to figure out if I'm interested in this. It looks cool to go play around in, but it feels like Minecraft. And I'm paying for the right to play it at a very high rate. So I'm probably not going to do it. So... I'm trying to understand EverQuest next. If somebody understands why it's cool, please write in and tell me because I really don't understand. All right. EVE Online had the biggest war in its 10-year history. Oh, and the money is racking up. 330,000 real-world dollar equivalents of in-game stuff was lost. And counting. And counting. So basically, this all kicked off because someone missed a payment. (laughs) I don't. What does that even mean? It's an so, in-game payment, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. So all of these factions have... Somebody was have... paying protection money to the mob and they missed their payment and so the territory was no longer protected? Yes. Oh my gosh. And so the, the ownership of a particularly um, well-used and very popular space station became neutral. Oh. And so battles were launched to take or retake the station and basically there's like one kind of ship i think it's a titan or something like yeah, that that huge. they are like massively expensive to produce there is a a, an, a seriously finite number of them in the game anytime there's been a big battle um prior to this only one of them have ever been destroyed and i think there's something like 15 of them that were killed in this <laughs> one of which was valued at $5,500 on its own yes over 50 titans have died or been blown up. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Huge, huge, huge battle. And it's really interesting because this story spread like wildfire to the point where, like, the Wall Street Journal started writing about this. Because they're all analyzing the economy and what it's going to mean for the game. And, yeah, it's a really cool phenomenon. I kind of I kind of dig it. Yeah. And you can go read more about this whole story. I'm not going to try and recount to um, you the war, war yeah, <laughs> but, log. Of- uh, there <laughs> is tons and tons and tons of footage of all of the battles on Twitch. So if you're interested That's in true. seeing on some, how some of the fights went down, a lot of people decided to stream it when they realized how big it was getting. And the interesting thing is, is in order to basically they figure out of their 500,000 population, like, their daily population at least 400,000 of them were involved in the battle and so what they did is because all these people are trying to fight at the same time they slowed down the server to like an eighth of what it of the speed it normally goes it's a feature called time dilation in the eve client that they had like a year or two ago yeah and basically that means that all of the commands are still being fed in and they're fed it being fed in in the proper order but 
just because there's so much going on at once, it's all been slowed down to make sure that everything gets evaluated and correctly implemented on the server side. I'm showing video all of it to the chat room right now. All I can say is that Loveline has ruined the word basically for me. Loveline? Yeah, it's a famous it's a show that's been on oh, the radio okay. for like 20 years. And whenever somebody says basically, a bell rings because they want to like, avoid using it. Because in East LA, someone like there's always got, like that goes like, okay, so Dr. Drew, well, um, basically, um, you see what happened was I barely um, made my guy, and then basically, um, he was um, and then and then we went through the drive-through, and then basically, well, what what happened was, okay, Dr. Drew, so what should I do? What basically, what should I do, Dr. Drew? And every time it goes, Bing, 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 the basically bell. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so back to Eve. Um. No, I think we're done with Eve. No, it's, think... it's been spiking up their subscriptions. Really? Yeah. There's been a lot of new attention on the game because of the coverage of the story. And so people are people are joining it. It's getting bigger on Twitch. And like some like big Twitch personalities are jumping into it. Um, I know Klepik's going to have a big giant bomb story. The giant bombs covered it before. So I, I, Yeah, I they go like... to the, the Eve well, not every, No, they went last year. year. I don't think they're going this year. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> it's not a yearly thing. I think... Uh, I think uh, CCP paid a lot of media outlets to go last year for publicity, and it's not something they plan to do every year. Oh, uh, wow. The videos are cool. You should go watch it because it's so Are the cool. battles – like what do the battles actually look like? Is it like a fast-paced, interesting fight? No. No. <laughs> it's actually really slow. It's super – that's what I was <laughs> saying, Because of the time dilation. Because of the time dilation, all these fights are super-duper slow. Because if it went full-size, the servers would crash. <laughs> So you see like a laser. The graphics aren't slowed down. Uh, well, the graphics aren't um, reduced in quality, but everything moves really slow. So I'm I'm looking at thousands of ships on my screen right here, and it's ridiculous. And everyone's fighting, and there's titans all over the place. And you have no idea what's going on because this doesn't have chat logs or anything, but you can probably find better videos. But, you know, it's it's funny to look at. Uh, or actually, it's kind of pretty to look at. It should be a screensaver, honestly. So. Oh, and uh, my favorite part about all this is um, uh, either Thursday night or Friday morning, um, CCP kicked off a new camp, a new promotion. Don't miss a bill payment. Isk on sale now. Yes. <laughs> so they've actually had a huge Isk promotion for the last couple of days. And apparently it's been, as Manny puts it, totally gangbusters. As Manny puts it? He said that earlier. Oh, okay. <laughs> What's up? What did I say? Apparently you like to say gangbusters. Like gangbusters. Yeah. Boom. Okay. Borderlands 2, in a completely different um, direction, is going to get a colorblind mode in an upcoming update. I'm a very much okay with this. Yep. So apparently that's an issue in the game right now, and they're going to help fix that. So. so, And then we got two Elder Scrolls Online stories this week. Yes. So the collector's edition accidentally showed up on the wrong game and was quickly pulled down, but not before everybody took screenshots of it. Well, I mean, it's it's an it's announced now. Yes, it's announced, but I don't think you can pre-order it on Amazon yet. Yeah, you can. Oh, okay. Um, it is ninety nine ninety nine, and what do you get for Elder Scroll Imperial Edition? Oh, boot, bro! I'll tell you what you get. Okay, oh. you want a statue? You got a statue, Molech Ball, twelve inches. He's holding some dude. 
Boom. There you go. You want a book? We got you a book written by some dude for the emperor. It's big. It's got 224 pages. It's got a bookmark. It tells you all about the world. It's written in the fiction. There you go. Boom. What else do you get? You got a mud crab. You want a mud crab that's not good enough for you? We got – you can play Imperial in any faction. That's right. You buy this Imperial any faction. No cho- no, no problems. We ain't going to hold you up. What else you got? What else you got? I don't remember. But a that's horse. What you got. The white Imperial a horse. horse. Boom. 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 And the rings of Mara. Limited quantities. You better order this now because it's not going to be here tomorrow. Ninety nine, ninety nine for the physical. Uh, regular editions, fifty nine, ninety nine, of course. And there's digital editions as well that don't come with the statues, but come with all the in game items. And oh, they don't come with the book either. This deal is costing us money. We're 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 saving. We're giving you money when you buy this. We're giving you money. And a map. You get a printed map. Oh, <laughs> oh don't even get me started on the printed map. The printed map yeah. is the nicest map. Chris, tell them about this map. Tell them how nice this map is. I found my Skyrim map uh, two days ago. <laughs> it's that nice he's comparing it to older maps he's owned in the past. I found That's it. That's how it nice was, that map uh, is. I realized, yeah, I don't really use this in Skyrim because the game has a map built in. <laughs> so the other news that came out for Elder Scrolls Online this week is that um, it will require gold on Xbox, but will not require a PlayStation Plus on PS4. Yeah, because uh, Microsoft sucks. Um, yeah, but... Is there a single MMO on Microsoft that doesn't require gold? Not anymore. Yeah. There used to be. What? 11 uh, always required gold. Uh, ex- no, I think it was 11. No, 11 required gold. Yeah. Well, there was one. It doesn't matter anymore what it is because it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember this discussion. There was one. It really doesn't matter because they're not doing it anymore. So, so can we <laughs> skip to like the giant mass of Nintendo news? No, not yet. First off, Pokemon X and Pokemon Y online competitions start next month. Woo! Okay, nobody cares. All right. <laughs> Why is it called a beta competition? I don't understand that. I don't know because they want to reserve the right to change things in the future well, is my you, guess. How do you sign up for these competitions? I don't know. It's in Global Link. Request mm-hmm. an invitation and review its regulations and restrictions. So it must happen in must the game. happen oh, right yeah. on the 3DS. That's a question. Um, to be considered for the beta competition, you must sign at a Pokemon.com and follow these steps exactly. Oh, this is great. This is like a Square Enix walkthrough. Go to the Pokemon.com support center. Click on the home tab. Click ask a question. In the department drop-down menu, select video games. Do not select anything in the inquiry type menu. This field is not required. Click the checkbox for request invitation to beta competition. Type XY beta competition in both the summary field and the details field, and then submit the form. And you might get an invite. <laughs> wow. Pokemon, eligible Pokemon or Pokemon 1 through 718. You cannot use Pokemon that were brought to X or Y using the Poke Transporter, nor can you use Mewtwo, Mew, Lugia, Ho-Oh, Celebi, Kyogre, Grodon, Rayquaza, Jirachi, Deoxys, Dialga, Palkia, Giratina, Fion, Manaphy, so Darkrai, Shaman, Arceus, Victini, Reshiram, Zekrom, Kyurem, Keldeo, Meliota, Genesect, Xerneas, Evital, or Zygarde. So you can't use legendaries. What's Zygarde? Um, mine. No. It starts with an X, right? No, Zygarde starts with a Z. Um... I have to go look up what Zygarde is. Uh, it is a dual type dragon ground. It is currently the final Pokemon in the national Pokedex. And I don't know how you get it. Uh, all right. Well, whatever. So that's your first, uh, Pokemon, uh, uh, tournament. 
beta. All right, moving on. So what do we got? Uh, More collector's editions. Yes, for Diablo 3 Reaper of Souls. All right. This is your standard Blizzard collector's edition here. You've got... Wait, wait, wait. They've announced this a long ass time ago. Why is this I know. A story again? I don't know. You get your de- beyond the behind the scenes because two-ray before blue disc. they were just yeah. announcing the digital collector's edition. Now they're announcing but it's the, the physical. No, they totally. You're, you're getting a mouse pad and you're getting the book. That's all you're getting. Yeah, right? but that's no, because you're not. Let me finish. <laughs> you all get right, your boom. behind the scenes DVD and Blu-ray two disc set. Boom. Okay. Your Reaper of Souls soundtrack. Boom. Your Art of Reaper of Souls book that'll sit in your shelf sealed because you never get around to opening it up. Boom. You get your Malfiel mouse pad so you can have the Reaper desk staring at you from under your mouse and scaring you and giving you nightmares. Boom. And you get in-game items. You get the Spectral Hound minion. Boom. You get the aesthetic artifacts. Boom. You get the World boom. of Warcraft's treasure goblin pet. Boom, boom, boom. Starcraft 2, Crusader portraits, and Malfiel decals. Boom, 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 boom. And the game. Yep. So All of that. It is a two dollar value. How much are we going to charge you for it? Seventy nine ninety nine. That's right, seventy nine ninety nine. Twenty bucks less than that Elder Scrolls stuff. Yeah. I don't. Okay. That, it's yeah. a really so boring. So do we do edition. the big glut of Nintendo stuff it's, now? It's pretty normal. It, it's stuff, pretty normal. For this collector's edition is the way they've done their past three or four collector's editions. It's boring. Except that they used to have like one extra thing in there. Like you know what is? I'm learning USB the only stick for the first release, and then the expansions are all boring. Yeah. No, you're right. All right, moving on. Hey, Nintendo. No, news. no, no, no. Before Nintendo, Uh-oh. we have one last non-Nintendo story. Yeah. What is it? You can bring your PlayStation 3 or Xbox 360 to select Microsoft stores and trade them in for up to $100 towards yeah. Xbox One. This is great because NeoGAF, <laughs> so they've got this 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 logo promoting it. Um, and by the way, I love how the Microsoft store, oh wait, no, that's Polygon. The Microsoft store has this logo promoting it. Ditch your PS3 and get $100 store credit towards Xbox One. And of course, people are kind of upset, you know, that it's like, ditch your PS3? Seriously, I'm going to get rid of my PS3 to get an Xbox One? And like, what? So NeoGAF made all these icons like save $100, keep your PS3 and buy a PS4 instead and you'll even get 1080p support. It's it's really great. So thank you NeoGAF for for making this ad campaign awesome. All right, what do you got for me? So Anna? now we have a massive poop ton of Nintendo news. That's right. Oh, one last oh, thing before we get to Nintendo news. Okay. Yeah? Chris, did you see about this about the we're talking about this on Twitter. About the secret season pass sale for Republic, it's over already. Oh, I just but did you see how like this? every uh, every uh, iOS website picked up the story of immediately with like five minutes of it going up? Well, it, and here's why it was smart of them to do it this way: you have to buy the game in order to buy the season content, the season pass. So if if they end up getting a bunch of people buying the game because the the, the season pass was on sale for a day. That works out well for them. Yeah. They but they claim there's no way for them to give away the in-app purchase um, for the season pass free to iOS owners of the game. Who, who backed it on Kickstarter. Who backed it on Kickstarter, yeah. Even though it was owed to them for free. Well, it's owed to them for free. What they're doing is if you buy it for a dollar, they will send you a dollar via PayPal. Chris, it's still up. I'm checking the app store right now, and it says season pass still 99 Still a dollar? Oh, yeah, I thought it was going to be for yet. a week. No. They it's supposed said to it was be one be day. A day, and then later they would do another day oh. for people who missed the first day. It sounds okay. like they're making so many sales right now that they're like, "F it, <laughs> leave it up." Yep, probably. 
Okay. Honestly, who's going to pay $20 for this game anyway? Who knows? People backed it for $20. Yeah, and they had to give me a copy of the game by buying it themselves and sending me the code. <laughs> so the reason why I brought this up is because we're talking about how uh, Apple needs to do better if they're going to – If what was the argument? That- There's no if. They should do better and support the features that game developers would really like and game you know players would really like their apps to support. But Apple doesn't give a crap. They know about these issues of not being able to support giveaways and bonus contents and – upgrades and all this other stuff and they just don't seem to care and i mean this is something that i run into because for example natsume has a bunch of ios games and apple gave us codes to the game we were like sweet we'll give these to reviewers except all the code does is download the free game it doesn't unlock the in-app content so congratulations apple you gave us codes yeah there's no there's no way to give away in-app content it's stupid. They only have codes for giving away the game themselves. But the game is free. Well, then you don't need the codes. <sighs> I, I wonder about this though. Like, I, I'm just trying to think of like at Apple's position here. I, I know the argument from the gamer side, but I'm thinking from Apple side. Like, why would we want you to give away games and cut us out of our thirty percent? Uh, so that we can do review coverage and get more sales for you than we would have without that. But we we raised the developer limit from 100 to 200. Isn't that enough for you? But the codes <laughs> aren't worth anything. Well, the codes don't work. In-app purchases aren't covered by the codes. But if it's a free-to-play game, can't they just try the game free anyway? Uh, no, because not all games work like that. Like, for example... <laughs> There's um, a lot of bad free-to-play games that don't work like that. Gabrielle's... <laughs> Ghastly Groove. No, no. Ghostly Groove? Zombie Attack. Zombie Attack, okay. The game is free. You get the first five levels of the story and the timed mode. Because reviews should cover the whole game, that's why. Oh, come on, who are we kidding with these iOS sites? All right, whatever. (laughs) You know what it is, though? I, 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 I wonder what the team is, how big the team is that makes these decisions, or it's like an executive decision made by the head, like Craig Federighi, or the head of uh, the entire OS, and he says, uh, we're not thinking about that right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm being serious. I, I, know. I really, I know. I, we all think that Apple's this massive company because they have massive profits, but I think they're Nintendo in a lot of ways where they just have a few people making big decisions, and it's like they only have so much bandwidth to do a few things. That's, like Their teams are only so big. They seem like a much bigger heavy hitter because of their supply line, but I feel like they have the, I know they have these small teams that focus on one thing at a time, and when they're done, they move on to the next thing. So I just really wonder if if this is on a list somewhere, how far down is it, or if they're even aware of it because they're like, oh, that's nice that you want to give away games. We're busy trying to make this operating system work. <laughs> I just really wonder. I'm not defending them. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to understand what their mentality is. Yeah. Well, speaking of Nintendo, they're kind of in some hot water this week because their financials were super low. I think we covered that um, last time. You, you, me, and the whole world. Yeah. $15 million loss in its third quarter financial results. So that's not great, but not the end of the world. Um, They've made some announcements. The Wii U, they've said the Wii U's been unable to recover despite strong software sales, which is kind of weird. So 90% increase in software sales, 15.96 million units, um, but that's not covering from their, their operating... Oh, I hate financials. They're still posting a loss, but, you know, I hate this story. You know why I hate this story? Mm. Yeah, the Wii U's selling better, 
but they there's more money that they lost than the Wii U sales cover is what that means. It doesn't mean the Wii U is unable to recover long term. It just means for right now they haven't caught up yet. Gosh, I hate stories like this. All right. Nintendo's still in the hole. They got to keep getting momentum and get making more money, right? So here's what they've been saying. A. Yeah, they had a big slew of announcements like what? Like yeah. this, just this past Wednesday? Yeah, DS games are coming to the Wii U Virtual Console. Okay, right. so how's the that Wii working? Wii U, not the 3DS, the Wii U Virtual Console. So wait, are you telling me that they're going to play, um, the bottom screen's going to be on the tablet and the top screen's going to be on the TV? I, yes. Okay. <laughs> so okay. that's their plan. <laughs> They've also said they're going to double down on the gamepad and make more um, software that takes advantage of it. Mm-hmm. They let us know Mario Kart 8's coming to Wii U globally in May. Okay, that's cool. Um, they are not going to move Nintendo games to non-Nintendo platforms, so no mobile Nintendo games. That's right? not necessarily what I heard either. They are going to make mobile apps that complement and try to drag gamers into their games. Um, Apparently to the Kotaku, this Kotaku article written by Jason Schreier, he's yeah. like... It's happening, game. He's. I think he what specifically said. We're, I'm not limiting my team to what they can produce on the app store on the app store right now. But it, it seems like they're not going to bring over like Super Mario Three or stuff like that. He said. But having if, said that, in the current environment surrounding smart devices, we feel that we will not be able to gain the support of many consumers unless we are able to provide something truly valuable that is unique to Nintendo. Accordingly, I've not given any restrictions to the development team, even not ruling out the possibility of making games or using our characters. However, if you report that we will release Mario on smart devices, it would be a completely misleading statement. It is our intention to release some application on smart devices this year that is capable of attracting consumer attention and communicating the value of our entertainment offerings. So I'd encourage you to see how our approach yields results. So they're not going to put Mario on it, but they're going to put something on it. So maybe something new. Gosh, that would be nice. Do something new, Nintendo! And whether that turns out to be a game or just uh, a 3DS, I mean, uh, uh, what's a Miiverse uh, app where you can connect to the Miiverse? Who knows? The Wii U may get cheaper. No, sorry. The games may get cheaper for people who buy more of them. So they're thinking about offering flexible price points to consumers who meet certain conditions like uh, have bought a lot of games on their store, the electronic store. Um, Can you move? Uh, let's see. We already covered that. And uh, Zelda Link to the Past Wise in the Wii U shop. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Health market. That's right. That's the other big one. Nintendo's going to focus on the health market. So... Please, actually, this one caught my attention. Yeah, I know. Um, I, I think th- it's a good idea. Does it mean they're finally coming out with uh, that Wii sensor for your finger? No, <laughs> that's dead. <laughs> Okay. So defining uh, the key, the strategy, the keyword for the strategy is health. Okay. So improve quality of life creates various possibilities for future such as learning and lifestyle, but it's our intention to take health as our first step. So they, we wish to achieve an integrated hardware software platform business that instead of providing mobile or wearable features, will be characterized by a new area of what we like to call non-wearable technology. When we use health as the keyword, some may inevitably think about Wii Fit. However, we are considering themes that we have not incorporated in games for our existing platform, uh, including the hardware that will enable such an idea. We will aim to establish a blue ocean. So they want to make something new. But they said not wearables. Not wearable and not necessarily something you use in the living room. So So what is that? A Nintendo bike? This sounds like the Emperor's New Clothes. 
Um, what is generally good for the health requires some kind of effort to be made by the individual. Um, this is sometimes difficult to stay focused and energized, and it's not uncommon to give up after a few days. This is where our strength as an entertainment company to keep our consumers engaged and entertained comes into play, assisted by the non-wearable feature, which is the biggest differentiator of this new business field, as well as user experiences that integrate into people's daily lives. So, it's going to take two to three years to launch. Oh, wait, no. It's two to three years after its launch. They'll have the quality of life improving platform provide us with new themes, which we can then turn into games. What? Is this a new platform? Uh, yeah. Like, just not like a Wii U. It's a new... It's a new thing. Nintendo console based around fitness. They're going to talk more in 2014, especially what he means by non-wearable. It sounds okay. like a new console in a weird way. Yeah. But it's not necessarily in the living room, and it's not something you wear. So we're using the NSA data to, to monitor your fitness and give you goals? Is uh, What is this? Huh. I guess E3 is going to be a big chunk of that <laughs> demo. is going to be about this new health device machine. <sighs> they're also it's not like a bounce board, right? Or something like that? Or like a bounce board 2.0? They said it's not the Wii Fit. They said it's something new. Huh. I'm curious. Hey, he said a lot of nothing is what he said. Uh, they're also considering doing mergers and acquisitions, so Nintendo might be buying some people. So there you go. You know, it's funny. This is the year of health, though. It seems like app, like if you look at what the – everyone was so quick to jump the gun on, on Apple's iWatch rumors that they started making a bunch of things that just basically – Basically, Bing, that are essentially a different screen on your uh, – a second notification screen on your wrist, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I got I got an email. Oh, I oh, got a call. that's why it's a non-wearable because it will be tattooed onto your arm. Okay, that's good. Yeah. No, but it was interesting though because it seems like if you look at who Apple's been buying, they've been buying a ton of medical – they've been hiring a ton of medical sensor uh, experts – like experts in various fields just getting – it seems like the where they're going with the iWatch thing is going to be this – gigantic medical suite monitoring all your data and your health and your blood pressure and your glucose and your heart rate and your steps and your posture and all of this stuff and it's going to feed it to your phone and it seems like a lot of people are going in this direction too where health is going to be big this year especially if Nintendo's pushing it too <sighs> nobody cares okay so what else know. you got Yeah. Uh, that's it that's all I got what am I missing? Anything? Uh, Chicago sounds nice this time of year. Chicago, yeah, I'll check it out next week. So, <laughs> lots of snow, probably. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. Um, yeah, and Falcor in our Twitch chat room points out 11 did not require gold because Microsoft wanted to get a foothold in Japan with the first Xbox or the um, first 360. I am 99% sure it required gold in North America. Okay. What about um, a question of the week? We got no, one. No, I'm seeing this confirmed elsewhere. It didn't require gold, Anna. It was play online, but um, and that's the the issue why they don't have more stuff showing up on X Microsoft platforms because they're not letting them bring play online there. Question of the week: What should we ask them? Um, because we're not back next week, right? So mm, the question of the two weeks. Um, I guess two questions. Then, how about question one? What What do you envision Nintendo's health? system peripheral non-wearable yoga mat is going to be what is non-wearable and then also if you'd like to write in and give a little pimp for your rpg of the year i'd be happy to take those letters in these two weeks oh that's a good one yeah so send those in to podcast at rpgamer.com or leave them on our message boards at board at rpgamer.com remember no show next week but you will get a game of the year show 
So stay tuned for that. And thank you, everybody, for watching. Subscribe to us on um, iTunes. Follow us on Twitch. Uh, and I'll be twitching out more Final Fantasy XII play. Maybe I'll stream some Path of Exile or something. I don't know. Um, Anna, don't you know Final Fantasy XII is a terrible game? <laughs> Thanks. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, thanks everybody. We will catch you next time. Until then, we've been RPG Cast, and we're out. <laughs>